All right, I want to wrap up the logical fallacies series um, by looking at sort of two related fallacies and then a possible true analogy, but you have to tell me it's worth pondering. So the two related analogies is, is anecdotal and hasty generalization. So these are closely related, theoretically not exactly the same, but they, they function very similarly. And the idea is, you know, you hear a story or something happens to you, uh, you go to a restaurant uh, that you've heard great reviews about. Everybody's, you know, loves it. It's so not that we can go now, but that's if we could. And then you go and you sit down and you have a bad meal. And so it's not incorrect to say, I had a bad meal or I didn't like what they served me, or I had a bad waiter or a waitress or something. But in a broader setting where you have lots of reviews and where you've talked to a lot of people who like it, it's probably wrong to say, that's a crappy restaurant. Probably the better response is to say, I had a bad experience at what I've heard is a good restaurant. So that what happens with anecdotal evidence is we take either a personal experience or a story or a news story. And we generalize from that more than we should, uh, particularly when there's other sorts of evidence uh, that we could appeal to to see if our experience or the stories that we've heard um, are helpful uh, or beneficial or accurate. So that's why it's called anecdotal, is it tends to revolve around stories or you know things I heard or I read one article or I read one piece of data. Um, the related idea of curious course is the hasty generalization. This is the idea where usually that has to do with numbers where you go, oh, um, there was this study and this person had this outcome, therefore that's the outcome. <clears throat> and it's just like one study or one number is taken and then it's a generalized from there. So that's an overly quick generalization um, that is not supported by the amount of evidence that is available. Of course, Again, thinking in the time of the pandemic, you can see this all over the place. Oh my gosh, we love this. So, you know, the, there was a, whatever that malaria drug that they thought might help people. So it's not wrong to think this might work, but you have to run all these tests to know whether or not the one person who took it and recovered, did, were they going to recover anyway? I mean, but you can't take one test and go, oh, now we can generalize to everything and we can go right this is great now this is going to solve the problem no it turns out you have to run a bunch of tests and when you run a bunch of tests it turns out not that helpful not as helpful as, as you would hope it would be it would be great if it were but it turns out it's not hasty generalization um, another one or anecdotal hasty generalization <clears throat> is the there was this early idea that oh look in china in washington in new york the the weather is pretty in a narrow band and so the idea is, well, maybe, maybe the coronavirus or the COVID-19 does not survive outside of, um, if it gets colder than that or it gets hotter than that, then bad things don't happen, uh, which would be great. Again, there is, you know, variance in flu season, for instance. And so maybe there's a really high variability uh, and susceptibility to weather um, with uh, COVID-19, Ah, but there we go, right? So it turns out that that was sort of anomalous. There was no, uh, that that generalization was inaccurate. And it probably had more to do with the fact that New York is a world center, of course, and Washington State, particularly Seattle, is, you know, it's the West, it's the closest thing to China there is, right, in the, in the United States, besides Hawaii, right? You're just, it's right there. Um, and so everything comes back and forth. So two centers of world trade with close connection to China, got it. 
probably more indicative than the weather. So it's not that the supposition was necessarily bad because that would have been interesting and great, but you can't generalize from that and say, oh great, no one in Florida is going to get it because it's warm there and no one in Alaska is going to get it because it's cold there. And it turned out that didn't bear fruit. Would have been nice if it did, but it didn't. So <clears throat> hasty generalization, anecdotal. You know, again, when you have a little bit of evidence, what you want to look for is more evidence. That's sort of, and unfortunately, this never ends. And so, you know, it, trying to think about things, you have to say, okay, when do I decide I have enough evidence? And, you know, it's often it's arbitrary. It's a time to limit or just more evidence isn't available. And so you go, okay, we have to do the best we can. But if you have one piece of evidence, always good to go out and get some more because you're almost certainly making um, unsupportable hypotheses and generalizing when you go from one story or from one data point. Um, a, a second one, different from those, those are, like I said, closely related, uh, is the correlation does not equal causation. Oh my gosh, this one is um, spectacular. Something happens, something else happens, therefore the first thing that happened must have caused the second thing to happen. Um, this is not uh, the case. And my favorite example of this is the fine people at the Flying Spaghetti Monster, Vingaza.org, have a chart where they show that the number of pirates in the world has been declining since the 1700s, and the mean global average temperature has been increasing since the 1700s. Therefore, the decline of pirates is causing the temperature of the earth to rise. So to fight global warming, what we want to do is become pirates. Now, of course, totally absurd, uh, but that's the idea of this example, to show the absurdity of trying to say, look, just because things correlate, because that is a true correlation, the the actual number of pirates has been declining, and unless you count, you know, sort of investment bankers, I guess, uh, and the number of, um, and the global surface temperature has been increasing, so the correlation is accurate, there it is, um, but yeah, they're not causally linked. There's no reason to think that the one causes the other. So that's always the problem with this correlation. And so you see these correlation fa fallacies just basically continuously because we want to know causes. We, we, we're cause-generating machines. We like to tell stories. It's the other fallacy. We like stories. We like anecdotes that explain things. So we have something that we want to explain. We look for a cause. And then we say, well, these things are correlated in time or they're correlated in space. Um, but uh, you always have to look for that causal link. What causes this to go from the, from being correlated to actually being linked? Um, and so, for instance, right now, we have lots of correlations that are going on between, like, actually one of the correlations I mentioned just a second ago was the temperature correlation, right? We had some data, a few data points, what you could correlate with the higher uh, frequency of cases. So that, was it correlated? Yes, it was, briefly. It's not correlated anymore. That correlation has gone out the window. But for a moment it was. And so if you generalize from that correlation and go, oh, it's causal, and then you go, great. Like I said, anybody who's in warm weather, you're good to go. Spring break is on, yay. Um, turns out spring break should not have been on. Uh, what bad idea, because that correlation turned out to be false. It was not a causal linkage. Uh, at least not a strong causal linkage. It could turn out that there is still some correlation there, that there is a causal effect of temperature, but it just wasn't as strong as people had hoped it would be. And so anytime you see things correlated, which, you know, it could be, tr you know, true, say, oh, every time uh, gold goes up, the, the markets go down. That was a correlation you'd see a lot, except for now that's not true. Bond markets go down, the gold stock market goes up. But all those correlations have been broken because where there was a causal linkage has sort of vanished. So the markets are behaving crazily, right, as we all know. 
um, because the old causal linkages have sort of broken down. So when you see correlations, often they are misleading, so you have to be careful. And finally, uh, just to wrap the series up, so yeah, that's, that's about, what is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven eight fallacies, depending how you, you know, some of them are similar, some of them are different. Um, just to help you think, but if you, if you get used to this notion of, of stopping and looking at evidence and pondering, um, that's just really helpful. And I'll give you an example because I know, I'm not sure of the answer to this. I think it's a decent analogy, but, but maybe not. So again, a possible logical fallacy is to argue from an analogy. And I've been trying to look back in history and go, is there something equivalent to someone just really you know, shutting their economy down, shutting the whole system down um, in order to achieve some other ends, just basically, you know, burn it to the ground and then come back later and fix it, which is sort of the approach we're being forced to or deciding to take sort of a mix there uh, with, with, with our current situation. And then um, I was talking to someone and he reminded me uh, inadvertently of the fact that at one point Athens, or every point Athens fighting Sparta, right? Okay, the endless battle between Athens and Sparta. The Athenians realized that, look, they're not going to be able to de defend Athens. They'd retreated to the city. The Spartans would despoil the countryside, and then they would go back out. And so that was fine. But now they're like, we don't think we're going to be able to defend the city. So do we fight to the death and lose, or do we just pack up all the people and sail off? And so they actually packed up all the people, put them on boats, and sailed them off to an island and sort of actually sat apparently and watched when the Spartans came and took the city and just destroyed it, ransacked it. And it's because they thought, wow, it's more important to save the people and the Navy um, because that's really what Athens is. It's a set of people. It's not a place. And then the Spartans left and they went back and they rebuilt Athens and, you know, it's better, m more beautiful and more ancient than it was before, right? Uh, and so that concept is there. And that was one of the examples that I, I could finally come up with in history. And I'm going, hmm, is this an accurate analogy? I kind of think it is because it was really a decision to let everything else go except the Navy and the physical destruction of their society. I mean, Athens was the capital, the hub of the city-state. And so when that gets burnt and destroyed by the Spartans and looted and all the, you know, the whole thing, wow, imagine what that must be like. Um, but it turned out to be worthwhile because they were able to then go back and rebuild it and make it, you know, better, better than it was before. So that sort of concept is, um, I think, sort of, daunting and impressive. And I was always impressed that the, that the Athenians were willing to do that because they kept themselves alive. Because you could go, oh, we'll go fight to a glorious death. Well, then, you know, then you've just given everything to the Spartans. But in this case, the Spartans couldn't hold it because they didn't have the sea power to hold it. And so eventually they had to abandon it. And then the Athenians just went back. So perhaps, perhaps, um, we're just going to burn it down here economically wait it out, which we can do, and then when we come back, we'll build um, a new and more beautiful Athens than existed before. So there we go. Wrap up the thinking in the time of pandemics with the logical fallacy series. So just keep those in mind. They're helpful guidelines for thinking, and not just obviously in pandemics, but for life in general. Thank you.